0: Everyone, and if you listen to this podcast, you would know that we sat here and predicted the very outcome of the Buffalo Bills blowing out the New York Jets with Matt Barkley at the helm. It was as predictable as the day is long. No, nothing, none of that was, was true. The Bills came out of nowhere and absolutely trounced the New York Jets. What was the final score? 41-10? Indeed, Uh, my word, forty plus points after scoring all of thirty-three combined for four weeks (laughs) total. I mean, I, I just, I didn't know we were coming here for the resurgence of Matt Barkley's career, but you know what? I'm here for it. It, it's here to stay for at least like a few days, and then, man, what, what a way to go to the bye week, Matthew Fairburn.
1: You know, I, I kind of take a little bit of offense to the idea that Matt Barkley's career enjoyed some sort of resurgence because that presumes that it was dead. And I Matt think... Barkley's career has always been alive and well. He's always been there were <laughs> multiple guys in the locker room who said he's always been a great player in this league. And I say wait a well, minute no no he is not. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, <laughs> he hang, most certainly is not. Hang on a minute guys. We know he's a great player they said. I said, well, you're the the only ones because, yeah, this came completely out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But it shows that, A, this league is very, very weird and the Bills may be the weirdest team in this weird league. And that sometimes, you know, just throwing the ball up and giving your guys chances to make plays can – work in your favor. And that's what Matt Barkley did. He played like he had nothing to lose because what the hell did he have to lose? No, nothing. And
0: what I found kind of interesting after the game was I asked him, like, hey, you know, this has to be a little bit of vindication for you, right? And and he's like, well, you know, I had only been cleared a week before I got the call from the Bills. And he's like, but an interesting few weeks for sure. And it's like, so he went from, Probably being the backup for the Cincinnati Bengals to being on on the streets as a free agent for the first eight weeks of the season and not knowing if that call was going to come again this year and then ending up getting a call to be perhaps a a one-week Band-Aid for the Bills in trying to get through and get Derek Anderson healthy again. Winds up starting two weeks later because Nathan Peterman can't do anything. And now, Matt Barkley, because of good play, because he took advantage of an opportunity that perhaps he didn't, he won't have again or wouldn't have again. And now he has put himself firmly in the conversation for the Bills to go, all right, is this guy our backup moving forward? Because when you come in cold off the streets like that, like he did. And was able to operate the the offense, really a lot more of an expanded offense than what I probably thought he would in this game. It being on only six days of practice, mind you, I mean that's that's a performance. All jokes aside, that's a performance worthy of a further look, and not to say anything above and beyond backup, but you know it, it is uh, on a couple of different levels. It was. I'm sure an encouraging sign for fans to see that a quarterback can actually succeed this year. And secondly, even just as much, it was likely an encouraging sign for fans to know that Brian Dable's creativity on his offense was just all going for naught and that he's he's actually got some teeth to him being a coordinator as opposed to uh as opposed to what everybody kind of was rounding rounding up to. And but what I think the more important factor here is that he just hasn't had a quarterback play worth a damn. So Barkley came in, did all those things. It was a bad Jets team, but it was still a good Jets defense that uh, basically laid an egg today, and Matt Barkley played a big
1: role in that. And you have to, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you have to at least take a little bit of, you know, comfort in knowing that the Jets are a bigger mess at the moment. Right (laughs) now they are. And that may not be the case going forward, but, Today, they were the bigger mess, and they've got a coaching issue. They have a defense that disappeared today. You know, guys like Tremaine Johnson, you know, getting scorched over the top, uh, you know, on that long Robert Foster play. I mean, they've got some issues. Obviously, they've got Sam Darnold, and they hope that, that he can save the day, but I think it was... A needed boost to the locker room to to get a win oh, yeah. like this uh, heading into the bye week and maybe gets fans a little bit excited, you know, for for a change. Obviously, this isn't a, a super meaningful game uh, and not even really in the big picture because you know Matt Barkley's not your quarterback going forward. But it is a game that heading into the bye week it gives you a reason to think they could show some life down the stretch and. That's not to say they're making a run at the postseason or, or anything like that, but showing life would be a dramatic improvement uh, over what we've seen from them. And maybe this offense won't be the worst of all time. Maybe with a weak schedule down the stretch, Josh Allen can get in there and you know make something happen and make something of this group.
0: I wonder if this performance today perhaps – ruined any chances of it being the the most historically bad offense of all time because, I mean, 41 points in one week. They had 96 coming into the game through nine games.
1: They had five touchdowns today. They had eight coming into the game. If Mark, if, Mar- I almost said Mark, <laughs> almost said Mark. If Matt Barkley had thrown another touchdown pass, right, he would have, he would have matched. He uh, would have matched Peterman. Well, he would have matched. Oh, the total for the the year. The total for the year. My word. He's tied with Josh Allen for the team lead. Josh Allen has two touchdowns. Peterman has one. The Bills have three. Derek Anderson had zero. And Derek Anderson has zero. So, yeah, and it's kind of a crazy offensive output. And you were almost, that was the strangest thing about this season is you were almost waiting for a game like this. Because the law of averages says that They will score some points. They will, you know, no offense can be quite as bad as they were. Essentially,
0: it was, it has to happen,
1: right? Dot, 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 dot. Right? And and they finally finally got it against, I've seen some of the weirdest football games I've ever seen at this stadium. I swear to God. Yeah. um, Geno Smith throwing a million interceptions and getting benched the one time. How about Rex hiding in uh, his office? Yes, <laughs> for the entire game, and or the entire pregame.
0: Yeah, because he didn't want to make it about him, and even though that made it more about him,
1: oh, that guy. The, the Bills getting smacked around on Thursday Night Football a couple years ago and Richie Incognito going on a rant. I mean, a lot of weird things Was have happened it? in this stadium.
0: And last year we saw the cat. Like, yes. At, like,
1: 3 in the morning, right? I believe that was... Yeah, because last year was Thursday Night Football. Was really? last year when they got smoked and Richie Incognito was going off, or was that a... They always play on Thursday last Night Last year... They play strange games. They no. played a game at Ford Field for crying out loud.
0: Right. R- remember, Zay Jones uh, had a, a solid game yes. here in New York last year, so I don't... I forget what, what happened in that game, but um, all these kind of blend together after a while, guys. Uh, but the... When you have... All of those different outcomes. You're so right. Gosh, just this this rivalry, if you can call it that, is has just been a mess for years. A lopsided mess. And it swings from one side to the other constantly. Yeah, I just, man, it was, uh, I was not expecting anything quite like this. If anything, I was expecting a low-scoring affair. You know, hey, Matt Barkley, I mean, he's... He's thrown a lot of picks in his career, expecting some turnovers. He almost did have a couple, by the way. Probably one definitely should have happened, but it didn't. And the Bills were able to take advantage of all their opportunities. I mean, the wide receivers looked uh, a bit fresher. Um, Special, I mean, you have to say that Robert Foster really seemed like he was playing with a bit of an edge today just because, you know through the summer and really through the first part of the season, just seemed like the confidence just wasn't there with him. And I think getting knocked back a little bit by losing his place on the active roster probably did a number on him. And it being his first game back, he probably wanted to prove them that prove to the Bills that, uh, that they shouldn't have ever done that before. And Zay Jones had a great game. But even though there was this entire offensive reinvigoration Kelvin Benjamin was nowhere to be found again. And you brought up the law of averages where it's like, hey, eventually things are going to have to pop, right? Good players are, or players that can actually play in this league are going to have good statistical games sooner or later. And once again, Kelvin Benjamin was in nowhereville. It, this was this was his worst,
1: by all means. Do I see zero for zero by Kelvin any chance? Kelvin Benjamin and Terrell Pryor combined for six targets Zero catches, zero yards. I mean, it's just... it's. it's Benjamin a, dropped the touchdown in the end zone. On what he is... That's what his, he does. That's who he is. His only redeeming quality
0: as a receiver now. And he's not even doing that. And there have been countless examples of him not doing that. And I don't want to stay on Kelvin Benjamin too, too long because he doesn't really, I guess, deserve the, the amount of time that, that he gets because at this point he's a washed-up receiver that is not going to do well in free agency. And it, I'm sorry to put it bl- that bluntly, but that's that's what he is. He is not the same first-round pick of a, of a receiver, and he is not the same guy that he was in his first
1: couple years in the league. And today, he was outdone by the Bills' left tackle, Deion Dawkins. Oh, my
0: word. That's who right. had
1: a fat man touchdown, one catch, seven yards, and a tutty. And for that brief moment until Zay Jones found the end zone later in the game Deion Dawkins was tied for the team lead in receiving touchdowns with one. What a world. Zay Jones got a got a touchdown and was able to retake the lead in in that category but
0: and a career high in
1: both receptions and yards for uh, for Jones in one game today, 8 for 93. Refreshing for the Bills to do something weird, have it work, run a play in the red zone Mm -hmm. that worked, you know, finish drives, and also probably refreshing for them to have LaShawn McCoy pop off the way he did for over 100 yards for the first time this season, scored a touchdown for the first time this season. It's week 10, so, um, you know, small victory there because he probably should have been in the 100-yard range or scoring touchdowns long before this, but They'll take it at this point. Uh, You know, a game like this seems like it was badly needed, and for a while it felt like it was not going to come. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, you know, probably makes it quite a relief for these guys. You don't have to go into the bye week thinking about, you know, a five-game losing streak or how bad your offense is. You can go in with a little bit of a good taste in your mouth, which uh, just psychologically is a a boost compared to what it would have been had had this game gone the way a lot of people thought it was going to go. Plus, good
0: old St. Doug coming to town the week after that. So, there's a. I mean, and the Jaguars and,
1: have the same amount of wins as the Bills.
0: It's been. It's I mean, been a mess. there are not quite as many people on the Bills' roster that were there with Marone because Bean and McDermott have completely flipped the roster. But there are a few exceptions there. And guys like Jerry Hughes will let. Teammates know what what that was like. Um, Lashawn McCoy will let people know what that was like.
1: Lashawn McCoy was not here.
0: Oh no, he wasn't. You're right. It might just that be with Jerry
1: Rex. Hughes, Colton Kyle. Schmidt, Kyle Williams, uh-huh. and that might be it.
0: Well, Hughes will definitely let people know what what that was like, especially given the uh, the final training camp practice that Doug Marone ever ran with the Buffalo Bills, which ended up in a screaming match between Jerry Hughes and Doug Marone. So uh that is incentive but this was in a lot of ways just therapeutic for the coaches for the players really for the fans. I mean god the I I know a lot of you were feeling this way because the team was doing so poorly but it like there was an an on-edge factor or it was closely uh closely it was getting close to becoming apathy. And that is never a good place to be as a fan because while you know this is still kind of a rebuilding year, there's also things you want to see as signs of life and that things are working or that there are signs of progress. And if for nothing else, today was a reminder to fans that, hey, it's it's probably not as bad as it's been the last four weeks. Now, are you going to look at these last four weeks and be like, Man that was rough that was a rough stretch of the season, yeah, absolutely and and it's fair too, but there are also down to Derek Anderson at thirty five years old, Nathan Peterman, who just can't play in the league and then then you get Matt Barkley, who came from out of nowhere to have his career day against the New York Jets. so it is a a good therapeutic reminder for Bill's fans that to say all right, maybe things that they're trying to establish are working a little bit. Probably not as quick as some people would want, but that the offense does have the capability to do some things. And a uh, a side note, because I don't want to forget to say this unit did a great job, the offensive line played superbly today. And that was a
1: huge,
0: huge reason why the last four weeks have gone the way that they've gone.
1: And I think it's pretty obvious why when— W. W. Teller was getting his first start. Mm-hmm. A wild man as Deion Dawkins referred to him as. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll change the attitude up front, you know, oh, yeah. and, and he actually played fairly well. Wild uh, man William Wyatt Teller? WW w- w, the Wild Man. Triple W. He's He's better than Vlad Dukas. And it's and it, I think it's a situation almost like Matt Milano a year ago when you're kind of just waiting for you know you didn't ha- you didn't have to wait quite as long with Matt Milano and obviously he wasn't inactive the way that Wyatt Teller was but these things take time with young players where you sometimes have to let them develop and sit and I'm not saying Wyatt Teller has secured himself as the the future at left guard but promising signs for sure mm-hmm. and I think he's a guy that you know one of the guys that you can look at towards the end of the season and, and kind of, you know, keep an eye on as a piece that maybe one of very few on this offense that could be here for the long term. So it it speaks a little bit to how they develop young players and, and hey, maybe if that pick pans out, you know, they've they've had some, some good luck on day three. And by the way, that that counter, you know that how we did that like I don't know, maybe like week
0: four of the season where it's like, how many of of these guys are actually going to be back next year on the offense? That's slowly creeping up in number because you have obviously Josh Allen, Deion Dawkins, who recovered from just a, probably his worst start of his career last week against the Bears. Wyatt Teller now, perhaps, at left guard. Zay Jones, who who is showing big signs of life um, over the last month and a half or so. Heck, I'd even throw isaiah mckenzie in there because he's he's an interesting little piece i mean he is listed at five foot eight i think but if you look at him and and see him in person it's probably closer to five five um offers some some good things in the return game they they even made some plays for him on uh, reverses and and uh they threw the ball to him to get him in space a little bit he's very shifty at by the end of the game the jets were kicking away from Isaiah McKenzie and when is the last time the Bills had a return man that teams kicked away from I mean he was feeling it so there's sneakily five guys there and wow there used to be only two at at once upon a time this season so maybe and and that's kind of what I think is we're seeing come to fruition in the last part of the season there's now six games to go The Bills would not be doing themselves any favors by playing the Vlad Dukases, the Philip Gaines uh, of the world. Or, heck, like even we're getting close to the Terrell Pryors and Kelvin Benjamins of the world too. I mean, I think it would be more worth it to them to continue to get more reps to guys like Isaiah McKenzie and uh, Robert Foster to see if they can factor in next year that it just that's what these seasons usually start to become and for a team that's rebuilding the way that they are and with a laundry list of offseason needs you need to find out now if those answers exist on your roster which is why it's good on the bills for having the self-awareness to say all right look this is uh this is what we need to do right now and to figure out if these guys are the answer so and that's not always the case for teams teams will fool themselves into thinking that their best course of action is to just keep going with what you've what you've done, whereas the Bills have actually done some self-scouting and say, look, this needs to happen this year. Even though we have all these resources, all of this cap room, uh, the, uh, a bunch of these draft picks, 10 draft picks in total coming up in 2019, you still need to find out about the guys on your roster, and they really don't have a better opportunity to do so than right now in these last seven, now six games.
1: Yeah, and... In the final six games, now you're looking at a you know, some young players that have developed and, you know, obviously they're not gonna put up forty one points every week, but they looked they're starting to look competent. You know, mm-hmm. Zay Jones is looking like a solid number two receiver potentially going forward. You know, the guys we mentioned up front, Wyatt Teller and Dion Dawkins, I mean, you look at what they have and what they're building and then you feel a little bit more comfortable you know I know a lot of fans out there have talked about how they can't put Josh Allen back in because he'll get killed again Mm -hmm. and I think you should feel a little bit more comfortable with the way things are kind of coming together a little bit for this group and in that respect it gives Josh Allen a real chance to grow in these final six games and and show what he can do obviously they still need a lot more talent around him, more playmakers, uh, you know, more guys up front. But even just having a few, a few guys, if Zay Jones can be a guy that you lean on, if if Wyatt Teller can continue to grow into that role, and the running game can get going like it did today, mm-hmm. that'll be a nice, uh, you know, little security blanket for Josh Allen as as he comes back into the lineup, which we assume will happen in a couple weeks. But hey. I'm not opposed to a quarterback controversy. Stop. Just saying. Stop. Listen, I am all aboard
0: for the Matt Barkley resurgence as anybody, but don't kid yourself here. (laughs) It's I I know I'm just
1: saying I'm I'm ready
0: for it. Matthew you were speaking in jest, but there are some people that I think would actually think, hey, well, this is the most competent quarterback play they've seen in quite some time. Why doesn't this guy start the rest of the way? Yeah, They're not going, if they are playing Wyatt Teller, Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, Ray-Ray McLeod, and Levi Wallace and giving them legitimate run uh, at this point in the season, they are not going to have Matt Barkley start ahead of their rookie first round pick of a quarterback. So it's just before you even get there, and I know not, not there aren't many out there that are saying it, and I'm just hoping to curb that as much as possible because unless Josh Allen gets injured again, it's not going to happen. They're going to let him go through his paces. All right, with that said, now Josh Allen seems like he's going to be ready to go for the Jaguars game. That's what uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported. It's what general logic would, would indicate after him, having him practice the last four games, Sean McDermott Said after the game to me that uh, Allen was close to playing in this game. So with Josh Allen coming back, Matt Barkley on the roster presumably uninjured, and you know Derek Anderson perhaps being able to come back from his concussion, I think it's time to have a brief Nathan Peterman conversation about what they have, what they have to do with him, because Barkley basically cinched the fact that Peterman's going to be released. And the way that the Bills have distanced themselves, Sean McDermott in particular, have distanced themselves from Nathan Peterman and, and what he's done and, and really to him having any shot to play on this team. I think the bigger question here now is, do they bring him back to the practice squad? And if you would have asked me just ahead of the Bears game, would they, would they bring him back to the practice squad? I would have said yes, Absolutely. But now, after that Bears game, after having a big sample size, I'm not so sure.
1: I don't know what you necessarily gain by having him on your practice squad. I could see them doing it just because... They have an open spot. They Yeah, they have room for him, and obviously they have some sort of affinity for him. But he needs to be released. Yeah. Like... Tonight or tomorrow morning. I don't (laughs) think
0: I. I don't think they'll do it that quickly. I think they'll probably wait till we're well into our bye week, and and just kind of like try and slide it in there, maybe just like a couple minutes before the, before a Sabers game or something like that. It'll be it'll be tactful for sure. They don't want to embarrass the guy.
1: They also need to make sure that Derek Anderson is good to go. I assume they'll keep the three of them just because they've had such problems, um, you know, with injuries and whatnot. So, you know, Derek Anderson will will need to clear concussion protocol at some point here. But even, even so, even if you just have to go with Josh Allen and Matt Barkley, you feel a lot better about it, and you free up a roster spot. I mean, you mentioned Isaiah McKenzie. That's a guy that you get because you're being diligent on the waiver wire mm-hmm. and keeping an eye on guys. And, you know, you can't do that if you're wasting a spot on a guy like Nathan Peterman. No. And – uh, I think it's it's probably beyond time that they do that. But what's interesting about today too is when Matt Barkley goes out and plays the way that he did, it makes you realize what they missed out on by keeping Peterman around as long as they did, mm-hmm. and the opportunity cost that comes along with that. And it would be it's easy and. You know, sometimes I thought it of, you know, what what else are they going to do, right? You can't just, you know, there's not a ton of great options out there, and grabbing a guy and trying to teach him the offense in two weeks can be, you know, you'd rather have a guy that knows the offense. But when the guy who knows the offense can't do anything as a quarterback, then, you know, when Matt Barkley can come in on two weeks and play better than Nathan Peterman's ever played uh-huh. in his life— uh-huh. You say, well, you probably could have done this in September. Grabbed a guy. You probably right. could have. It couldn't done have been in... Matt
0: Barkley because he was injured still at the time. But I mean, someone.
1: But Matt Barkley is not exactly a, a unicorn. Uh, you know, there are How other. Dare you? There I, mean, other... I mean, I mean, he... the guy
0: just played his heart out out there, and you're
1: calling him not a unicorn. He is a Matt unicorn. There are Barkley. other Matt Barkleys.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Do you guys hear the just the the
1: absolute disrespect in? Matt Barkley had 160 yards at one point, and I I posited to my neighbor in the press box, which happened Joe, to be me. I said, "He's he's not playing that great." What's he do? And, and Joe was very upset. Oh he, well. He, He's very upset. It he did was, not like it. It was borderline slanderous. That's I'd all have I'm to saying. go back and look. Joe must have had an exceptionally exceptionally high marks on Matt Barkley heading into the two thousand thirteen <laughs> draft. I think Matt Barkley is Joe's version of Blaine Gabbard. That's <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big apologist. Not a big apologist.
0: He's been
1: he's been pitiful in He the did league. sling the Duke. He
0: did, he hucked
1: it today. Him. And I give him credit. You should. But point being if Matt Barkley can come in fresh off, sitting on his couch, and do that, somebody else probably could have done it in September. And then when you were forced to turn to your backup, you would have been in a better spot. And, hey, maybe lesson learned, but I think very much time to move on from Nathan Peterman because that is what competent quarterback boy looks like, and that's what it can do to your offense. It was not, Matt Barkley was not Joe Namath out here at MetLife Stadium, but he was pretty good. And he put his receivers in positions to make plays. And when you do that, good things can happen sometimes. They won't always happen, but they can happen. Side note, um, one, proud of you for actually remembering to bring up your boy this time around. Hey, streaks die, but new streaks begin. And that's been your motto for quite some are. time now. You've, that streak has ended before. You've also threatened to start
0: new streaks when you're like, well, streak starts at one and then you forget about set what you're supposed to be streaking.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, when you streak too often, <laughs> it can be hard to keep track of things. I don't, I don't blame you there. Um, the
0: second side note, thinking back to 2013, I did actually have Matt Barkley as my top rated quarterback in that class. However... Not to say he was in great company. I had him firmly way ahead of EJ, um, but you know, hey, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but and I and I'm also that was a
1: great draft. Oh. Zach dyser Tyler Bray, Tyler Wilson, Mike Glennon, Geno Smith, Ryan Nassib. Oh yeah, dig into it.
0: Um, but Barkley, I do believe, was like one of the final two for the Bills in 2013. And perhaps in an alternate universe, Matt Barkley would have been starting for quite some time for the Buffalo Bills. But Or would have been a massive bust sure, for the Buffalo Bills. Sure, maybe. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, but uh, probably everybody. Probably everyone is to say. But, yeah, that, it, it was it was close. They weren't in on Geno Smith. Uh, Ryan Nassib was not uh, as connected as some people thought. Uh, yeah, Barkley was, was the other guy in this whole thing. So, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe there is some truth to that. Maybe it's like, well, I thought Barkley was way better than EJ, and it's like, hey, if you're going to sit here and try and tell me that EJ is a first-round pick, I mean, you probably could have done better at that spot. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. Sorry to derail the podcast. I, well, you know— I, that's, that's what we do. We derail the podcast continuously,
1: and somehow we fight through it. We do. And— Kind of like the Bills. You know? Kind of like Matt Barkley. Kind of like Matt Barkley. On two weeks' notice, yeah. just comes in. Hucking the Duke. And when he got to Buffalo, he just seemed so down in the dumps. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I'm not going to be able to learn this offense. He's like, this is like cramming for five finals at once. Oh, shucks, guys. It was 20. He like, said 20. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nobody's been calling me. Why would anybody be calling me? <laughs> well, I, And then he comes out here, and he's like, Yeah. Well, check this out. Well, if if
0: you remember, like that day when he looked at the ground and it was like, yeah, nobody built the Bills were the first team to call me. That he made it sound like that he's just been waiting this entire time. And so I asked him in the post game, I'm like, so vindication, right? I mean, without anyone calling you and the Bills being the first one. He's like, well, you know, I only got cleared the
1: week before the Bills called me.
0: Well, that's not what you made it sound like (laughs) a couple weeks ago, dude. Trying to write your own story here, and then.
1: the team no, didn't even he didn't. know he was starting until Friday, which is another, like, fascinating layer of it, because... and Sean multiple, McDermott
0: didn't know until Friday.
1: And multiple guys said, you know, they had no idea what to expect. They are like, I would be lying to you if I said we thought he was going to go out there and do that. But, you I'm know... I'm glad they were truthful. You know, they were like, I just did not know what to expect. S- semi-shocked. But that's, that's what Matt Barkley does. Mm-hmm. He shocks people, mm-hmm. so never count him out. Mm-hmm. Coming out there, just doing what he do,
0: again and again. We've uh, we were we were talking in in the press box. We've got a lot of awards, right? The one thing that we don't have is a positive award. We've got we've got the Dree Archer, which is the player that doesn't show up at all. We've got the Vontae Davis Award for the player that. Um, that uh, is nowhere to be found in the second half. We've got Come On Darlene, which is a staple of the podcast. It's why you guys keep coming back. But we do not have a positive award. So, from that point forward, I think we have a positive award. And you can can tell me if, if you disagree with this, but I believe we should name it the Matt Barkley Award for Agreed. the dude that just comes out of nowhere and says lord here i am this is my blood the office what up um but th- this is i think it's time i think it's time i mean there haven't been a lot of positive outcomes this season which is why you're like yeah you probably shouldn't have a positive award but
1: heck matt barkley welcome to the award section of and he get he has to get the first because what, what a day. If, what if we don't give it to him? That would be rude. What if that it, would be nasty. What if it, his namesake award, we actually do not give it to him? I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I vote no on that. What? Who else came out of nowhere? Robert Foster, Robert I guess.
0: Foster absolutely did. He was on the practice squad on Friday. The Bills didn't even know, or the Bills teammates didn't know that he
1: would be on the active roster until Saturday. That's so that's true.
0: one day later than Matt Barkley finding out that he was going to start.
1: But it's Matt Barkley's award. This is Matt Barkley's
0: day. It is Matt Barkley's day. We're just taking turns becoming Matt Barkley apologists today. Indeed. One after the other. And you know what? He deserves it after today. Um, We are speaking in jest, of course. But truth be told, Matt Barkley is probably someone the team is going to look at maybe even past this year, as long as Josh Allen remains healthy for the rest of the year, of being their backup moving forward. And that's got to be somewhat of a calming factor for, for Bills fans and for the Bills themselves because they've just been crippled by the quarterback position for such a long time now uh, this season. And so now they have Barkley, who they know can come in and do the job in a spot start. Derek Anderson, as long as you know he kind of regains himself and clears concussion protocol, he can shift more into that quarterback's coach role that we've been talking about, and being the third QB, he doesn't have to dress on game days. But, you know, having him there as a valuable resource, that's a good thing for Josh Allen to learn from. Having two different veterans. Imagine that. Two to learn from. When he entered the season with zero. And a wide receivers coach for a quarterbacks coach, who apparently once upon a time played quarterback way back when, but that was about it. That's his experience. Way back
1: when. And he did coach quarterbacks briefly in college. How about at like that? Southwestern was the Louisiana one. I, State. I was the one to, to extend the Cully streak. That's right. I've been trying to lay off my guy. But, you know. <laughs> but you had to just drag him drag him again. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we
0: can overstate how this one performance, and you try not to let one performance dictate how you think. But it's hard not to, com- considering everything that we've seen from – Players not named Josh Allen at the quarterback position this year to think, hey Matt Barkley might might have just earned himself a backup role here and moving forward.
1: I mean that was the best performance from a quarterback that the Bills have gotten this season. Yeah, without question. And you know maybe the Minnesota game Josh Allen was a little better. I don't know. It's but he wasn't even pushing the ball down the field. Yeah, he wasn't pushing the ball downfield that way. And before the game, I got a question of who to stack Oof. with Matt Barkley. What you say? The, the person suggested Isaiah McKenzie, and I endorsed it. And mm. so everybody out there, the the last minute, people just, their instincts took over. They knew. <laughs> they were like, they didn't even need an emergency podcast. They just knew, I should stack this guy. And I hope a lot of you went, went out there and, and made yourself some money, because mm. you know we would have been recommending the Matt Barkley stack. Yeah, had, we, Matt, had the, we known. Had we known the Matt Barkley Robert Foster stack would have been a no-brainer.
0: Had the Bills known before we recorded the podcast. Well,
1: perhaps that was just a strategic move because we've been nailing oh. these stacks. Oh yeah. They were like we can't we have to wait until after Thursday <laughs> when the Bills beat comes out because those guys are just going to nail this stack. Yep. and give the Jets so much extra intel. That Barkley Foster Dawkins stack the Barkley, Foster, Dawkins, Zay Jones stack. Hey, don't forget about takes. Jason Kroon, who got a tutty today. He did get a tutty. Did he, how many passes did he catch? I don't not know that he did. But he, I'm not
0: sure he caught
1: a pass. He was not targeted. <laughs> but he did pick up a loose ball for a touchdown. Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. Could have been a third Matt Barkley touchdown, if not for a, uh, a fumble. Jason but on the spot, in this case. You could say so. I'd allow mean. it. I mean, it's his first name, so yeah. why will not we? Because he didn't have a catch, so you have yeah. to catch the ball to have your first name used. The stack, new rule. <laughs> the stack remains. It would have been a great stack, and mm-hmm. I hope somebody out there used it. Mm-hmm. What a what a day for you! Probably a million dollars richer, probably not, but probably yes.
0: Let's get to the awards, shall we? Um, so, the Matt Barkley Award goes to controversially Matt Barkley. Not really. Good for Matt Barkley winning his first ever namesake award. Um, Now we move into the Dree Archer slash Vontae Davis realm. Uh, I do not remember who did what last week, so we're just going to make it up. Which one do you want?
1: I'll take the Dree Archer, and I'll give it to Terrell Pryor. You coward. He never showed up. No, he didn't. And he really hasn't shown up at all in the last two weeks. Since he signed. Not since Wednesday when he talked to us. Right, that first Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He showed up big time there. And yeah, he likes to talk, but um catching the football would be good too. And when you see Matt Barkley come in the same week and play the way he did today, you say, Okay, so picking up the offense shouldn't really be the deal. Right. So this could have been, you know, one of those motivation games for him, but clearly wasn't, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, I'm starting to wonder where he is, kind of like Dre Archer.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm still wondering where Dre Archer is. I wonder what, what Dre Archer is doing right now. Um, I found it, like, I will find it rather insightful when the snap counts come out, because it felt like Pryor was not out there as, as much this week as he was last week, and they they had seven receivers dressed today, mind you. So they had to get a lot of guys touches. But they were they were flowing them in and out. And I, I think uh, I think we might end up seeing quite a reduced role for Pryor out there. And I mean I mean he's got two catches to his name, and those two catches came when there was under five minutes to go against the Bears when they were getting blown out. So he has he's, he has really done nothing for the Bills so far. Okay, so that moves us to the Vontae Davis Award. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I think I got it. I have the best Vontae Davis Award winner. You ready? The Vontae Davis Award goes to Dion Dawkins. He didn't catch a touchdown in the second half. That is
1: true. What are you doing?
0: You disappeared.
1: No targets. No targets. No catches, I mean, no touchdowns.
0: It's it's disgraceful. You go out there, you you catch a touchdown pass in the first half, then you go and disappear in the second?
1: You can't count on a guy like no, that. No, you
0: certainly can't.
1: I mean, I, I just I they
0: need they need much better from Deion Dawkins. No, great was, hands. Pretty cool moment, right? Not bad. Dude catching a touchdown pass. What was it? 23
1: miles from his home. Ish. Ish, roughly. I'm twenty-ish miles. You know, perhaps I could save this, but I'm just going to come out with it. I think. Bills beat exclusive. I think no, this is not. This is hardly an exclusive. <laughs> I was going to save it for my come on, Darlene, but I'm just going to let it out now. Is that? Whoa! I think, you know, come on, Darlene to to you know, Brian Dable. You know, <laughs> why why Deion Dawkins and why not William Wyatt Deller in his wow. first start? Wow. you Wow! Know? Is this your official come
0: on, Darlene? No, this oh. is, All right, this, is, this a, is just an add-on to the Deion subset. Dawkins point. So of, so Brian Dable you know. will not be entering the come on,
1: Darlene bracket for those keeping but track I'm, at home. I was, I was ready for a William Wyatt Teller fullback dive up the middle, perhaps. Hey, there's still time. There is time. He's young yet. He'll mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, next year they'll play a game and... DC or something, and he'll get a get a get a crack at the apple. Maybe Deion Dawkins just got it because he's he was close to home. Maybe, but I say it's time for William Wyatt Teller to get the ball in his hands mm-hmm. because I want to see what that man does with a touchdown <laughs> celebration. Fair point, absolutely a fair point. All right, so speaking of come on, Darlene,
0: let's uh let's let's give out those last two awards, shall we? I mean, this is it's a big day, so there's there's not a lot of Obvious candidates for command, Darlene. I mean, Mister Fairburn decided that he would have two command On, Darlene's One not entering the bracket, of course, of course. But I mean, he gives it, he gave it to Brian Abel. So I'll since you just gave your subset one, I will give out my command, Darlene. And I would like to declare that I too am entering myself into the command, Darlene bracket. Here's why. Ahead of the game, I said to Matthew Fairburn, I think I've got my Command on Darlene of the day. And I told him what it was, which was our dear friend of the pod clocking the draft. Um, he and his wife had their baby boy um, just hours before the game began. Clocking the draft junior. Clocking the draft junior. And I said to Matthew, I was going to give... Clocking the draft junior, the come on Darlene Award, for not hanging on a few hours to not be born for the Matt Barkley Josh McCown showdown. Then about like through midway through the third quarter, I look at Mr. Fairbairn here and I say, Yeah, I can't make that my come on Darlene anymore.
1: In fact, he knew. He was like, I need to arrive. Right. So I need to see this game. I need to see it for myself. So my come on Darlene goes to myself.
0: For doubting Matt Barkley coming into the Barkley McCown Bowls
1: Bowl, and doubting the intuition of clocking In the, the draft, draft junior. junior, yeah, because he knew it's all there. So there it is. My come on, Darlene goes to Joe B. I'll allow it. Is that fair? I'll allow it. How? how wait. How are you going to al- finger well, quotes allow it? This is this is a. My move, this is a, a trademark move. Of, I entered myself, and well, now you're entering yourself. Well, but. we
0: can't only have one host oh, in the wow, bracket
1: now, can we? I guess not. I have, There's a few different ways I could go with this. Come on, Darlene. We've gotten a guest nomination from <laughs> Michael Rodak, friend of the show. Hang on. And it's actually good, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of surprising coming from Michael Rodak, who just rarely comes up with good things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's such without a without having heard it first, such a rare moment that I feel like it needs to be, it needs to be put into the bracket. And quite frankly, it's better than um, my backup choice. Mm. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be a, be that kind of guy. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one to Michael. Mm. There is a man. Luckily, we are not in the press box right now. No. But there is a man who will not be named. Michael hasn't named him. Unidentified mm-hmm. who is passing gas mm. in the press box. That is not the Frequently. way
0: That is not the way he termed it in the text message to us mid podcast. How did he term it? Let me
1: let me double check.
0: Yeah, it's your come on, Darlene, so I think you need to you need to be accurate here.
1: He did say the guy to his well, I can't even I don't want to give away his position. Sure, okay. The guy who was ripping farts. In the press box, without care for human life. (laughs) A very, very nasty thing to do in a press box. It is not, to my knowledge, a before all you guys, before Buffalo Wins starts, you know, getting on the DM trail to try to figure out which member of the (laughs) Bills Media Corps is ripping ass in the press box. It was not, I don't, I'm pretty sure this is not a member of the Bills Bills Media Corps, but... Mm -hmm. Nonetheless have some respect for yourself <laughs> for your neighbors, for your family. It's not right. And we might have to report him to the PFWA, I'm not really sure. Is there a bylaw for so, that? So so come on, Darlene, to that guy. Ass ripping press man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a title. <laughs> Oh, Add him to the bracket. If, if Make one, him a number one seed. If there's one thing that you have just been money on in, in this year's podcast, it is your naming of your Come On, Darlene entrance. The upper deck man boob guy, now the ass ripping
1: press man. Press man. <laughs> Good Lord. There are ink stained scribes, and there there are ass ripping press men, and this is. This is that. Oh. I don't no on it. I, I, I'm strongly against it. Wow. Um. Yeah. I. There I wasn't think, even any post game food. No, there wasn't.
0: There were some sliders at halftime. There were some sliders. Some salty fries. Yeah, man. That'll, that'll get you. That'll happen. Um. On that note, it's time for the bye week. I think. I think we're all ready for it. Uh. As a contingent of people media, probably players, probably coaches, fans, I'm sure, fit into that category. Like, ah, great, weekend. All right, it's, it's, it's uh, a non-Bills weekend. And then by the time the Bills are back around, Josh Allen's probably there. So there's that. Um, but before we bid you adieu, wanted to tell you, there will be a podcast for the Bills beat um, in in the bye week. We will be recording it. On Wednesday, a little bit of a switch up, but since we're only doing one next week, wanted to give it to you right during the middle of the week, and it's a pretty special one because if you remember, in the summer, we talked about the uh, the charity event that Tim Graham ran with Make a Wish, and where he was auctioning and uh, auctioning off certain things. I mean, and one of the items was a guest spot on our podcast, and that went to uh, to Michael Partham. Who, who won the bid with a very generous bid. But uh, we haven't uh, been able to nail down a time. We have nailed down a time, and it will be done on Wednesday of next week. Uh, he will be our guest on the pod. We're going to have some other fun little, uh, uh, I guess, what's the what's the word I'm, I'm looking for?
1: Cameos. Cameos, cameos
0: uh, on that Wednesday event, and hopefully it'll be a pretty fun time. Um, so that will come out then. And it, uh, I think we're going to do it in an establishment. So it, it should sound pretty cool. Or it might you might not be able to hear it because it might be too loud in there. The last time we did that, you nobody in, could in, hear it. In Jacksonville, that was partially the recording program I was using. Now we've
1: got that ironed out. So I wonder. Maybe. I wonder. It usually drowns. It won't in. be nearly as loud. No. no. I would assume. Usually. That was a pretty rowdy bar oh. <laughs> in Jacksonville. <laughs> How about, or do you remember the the one woman
0: who was, what the heck was she even talking about? She kept screaming into the microphone.
1: Do you remember Which, that? The one who initially got us the table? She wasn't yelling, was she?
0: No, not it the It was one. somebody else. It was, was somebody else who came over and I was like, ah!
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that happening. <laughs> Break out a microphone and 400 blue lights or whatever. You wanna, and you, <laughs> whatever people were drinking and...
0: And whatever was on their mind, like, "Hey, who didn't rake their leaves in
1: the fall?" <laughs> that was well, that, was, all that was a time. Oh, that was that was very, very. Perhaps fun. we'll need a more well-organized um, show where people can come, listen, and, and visit. That sounds like a where they don't scream. <laughs> no <laughs> screaming allowed,
0: unless we encourage it. Uh, yeah, that's that. I think we should do that in the off season. If you're into that idea, throw us a tweet. And uh, then we'll we'll start kicking around an idea. Maybe maybe get some something bigger involved here. So yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool on, I mean on the fly idea. But hey, that's what we're here for. We we don't really plan these things. We don't we don't plan these shows. We just kind of get on the microphone and start yakking. Not literally yakking. Not screaming. That, that would be gross. Or anything. That would be disgusting. What do you think? We're ass ripping press man.
1: <laughs> you guys are disgusting for thinking that about us. And ass about ripping, Matt Barkley. ass press man would probably yak on the podcast. <laughs> if I know him like I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know what I really can't wait for? I can't wait to go back to the press scene. I know exactly who it is. Do you? I do. I, I can. I already know who it is. You? I don't know who it is. Oh, like okay. I don't know you, the name. You're but picturing I, the person? Yeah. Okay. I, I know who our neighbor was. Wow. Uh, I, I can visualize him. And I'm now going to... I'll be judging him when I return to my seat. I'll admit it. Forgive me, Lord. All right.
0: Thank you all for being as loyal listeners as you have been, even through the, uh, the pretty rough patch of, uh, of this season. Definitely the worst rough patch, or so you should hope, of the season over the last four weeks. We really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we're we are going to enjoy the hell out of this bye week. I'm not gonna lie; it's it's gonna be it's gonna be nice having a weekend. But hey, it's a grind, but we 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 love it. But it's also nice to have uh, you know a weekend to yourself, right? Right. Okay. So for Matthew Fairburn of the Athletic, for the ass ripping press man in the press box down down the hall a little bit. My name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you all so much for listening to this edition of the Bills Beat. And we will talk to you for a very special episode on Wednesday. Talk to you then.